What's up, y'all? Okay, yeah, I came for a girl, okay? That's why I came, okay? I, I had no interest in Korea until I started dating this Korean-American girl, and then I was like, I want to find out more about kimchi. And, uh, but God, he does work in some mysterious ways. This thing is interesting. It's just, I feel like I'm about to, like, we're about to go into space with this. It's just like, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, you can, you can cover that. I don't need to see that. You can, okay, actually don't cover it. Nah, that seems, yeah, okay. I need some oil or something. Uh, Yeah, it's like a spaceship. How you guys feeling? Feeling good? Yeah, so I was an Emmaus student. I was an Emmaus student for in spring of 2007. And this is 2013. Okay, so six years. Thank you, Jisoo. You call me out, I'm going to call you out, girl. No, but it's always such a, a privilege and honor to come and speak at Emmaus because um, this is the place where I was transformed. This is the place where my life changed. And when I came to Korea, I was not looking to have my life changed. I was looking for my girlfriend, as you guys know now. But (laughs) thank you, Pastor Aaron. But as I came and as God encountered me, he really, he took all the things that I thought, you know, all, all the things that I thought, you know, were worthless and everything that I tried to hide and everything about myself that I hated, God took and he redeemed and now he uses it to set other people free. And it's really cool that, that you know, after I was, after I got transformed and I went back home and then God led me back to Korea, I ended up serving on Emmaus as staff. And so a lot of the staff members here, they all have, they have that kind of testimony where God has transformed them through this ministry. And then, yeah. God just continues to move. And I know that today for you, it's like, oh, well, I came for the, you know, I came for the chips and the soda. But you're going to leave with so much more than that. And uh, I'm excited to just be here and share with you today. Usually every time I come, Pastor Aaron asks me to perform or to do something or to do jumping jacks or do some push-ups, some crunches. Because y'all can tell I work out, right? You know, like I'm buff. Uh, actually, because I do spoken word and and a little bit of rap and, and poetry and stuff. And uh, yeah, but you guys don't seem like you're interested. Especially y'all in like. Nah, that was mad apathetic. Do, do it. Do it. One thing, one thing about being in Christ is that you're free. There, that means you can laugh. That means you can have a good time. That means you can be vocal. Um, and so um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know why I even mentioned it because I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> Freestyle. I don't. Uh, okay. There's this new song I've been listening to called uh, Oceans. And the bridge of it, it really sticks out to me. It goes, uh, Spirit, lead me. Where my trust is without borders, let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me 
take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior who's the leader of your life direction who's standing at your right side best man who's the best man to give you correction correct when you're in the mire that you stepped in you act stupid Shift translucent from opaque, shine through it. Shift all the pieces in the place, cube Rubik's. Teacher from the student? No one? Dang, homie, that's a cold one. You alone, soldier. Solitary shogun. Battle getting worse on the enemy's turf, on the grind doing work, and you all by your lonesome? Man, that's no fun. Man, that's disaster. And you thinking that you're free, you're a captive. Captured like a slave with wrong master. But that's what happens to a person with no pastor. Ah, holler. (laughs) Amen. Amen. If you guys are ready for what God wants to say to you tonight, say I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to talk to you today about heartburn. You ever gotten heartburn before? Heartburn sucks. I know when I walked around, uh, when I walked around the campus and I was looking everywhere, I saw all those signs with, with the sister that was praying and it says, what does your heart burn for? You know? And when I saw it, I thought only about heartburn. (laughs) I think it's because I had some curry yesterday and I'm still recovering from it. Like it has jacked me up. But this, this thing, what does your heart burn for? I know you saw it in the video and it's not, it's not just some catch phrase or it's not some clever saying that Emmaus has decided to come up with to lure you in. It's, it's actually coming from scripture. So I want to actually point you there to the Bible. Not all of you may have your Bibles, but I want you to open up if you do and turn to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And this is a passage in the Bible where the name Emmaus actually comes from. And uh, I'm not, we're not going to read through the whole thing together, but I'm just going to point out some things and I'm going to tell you about that story. Um, This story in Luke chapter 24, it's about, it's after Jesus if you guys can tell this, this whole meeting and everything we're singing and everything, it's about this man named Jesus. Well, here in the Bible, it's after Jesus has been crucified. He's been tortured. He's been mocked. He's been ridiculed. And then he's been crucified, meaning he was murdered. He was placed upon a cross. He died and he was buried. And then after he was buried three days later, he resurrects. That's crazy. Let's, let's think about that for a second. A dead man rises from the grave. A lot of you may not think that's possible, but it is possible. And so, but this happens, but these guys, they don't know it yet. And there's these two guys, they used to be followers of Jesus. They were followers of Jesus when he was walking around teaching and they were kind of, they were his students. You know, they were like in college. They were in college in Israel in the first century. Like you didn't go to college. You went to Jesus. You went to a rabbi. You went to a teacher and they had the, he had the course load. So you just sat at his feet 
And like many of us, we probably fall asleep sometimes and wake back up, get our phone out, you know, play some games, play some, I don't know what you guys play nowadays, on your cacao talk. You got cacao? Add me later if you got cacao. And, you know, on your Facebook. But he would teach and he would teach to them, and that was their school. So they were they were kind of like his college students. Imagine seeing your teacher, though, getting like your professor. Some of you probably want this, but your professor <laughs> being like brought out in the broad daylight, people beating him, spitting on him and then him being killed. But he's not just your professor. Actually, he's your source of life. He's actually your savior, your Messiah. He's the person that you put all the hope in. That's an amazing class. You know, I don't know what university you go to. But you probably don't get a class like that. But they did. And so they, they see this happen. They see this guy get crucified. And they, they don't know what to think. So they're like, okay. All right, we're we going to leave. So they leave Jerusalem. And they're walking. And they're walking. And then as they're walking, this guy, they're heading to this place called Emmaus. And I'll tell you about Emmaus. Emmaus actually... The name of the place Emmaus in the original language, it means warm bath. It means a warm bath. And actually, the town Emmaus was known for its hot springs, meaning that people would go to Emmaus to be refreshed. They would go to Emmaus to be cleansed when they were dirty. Have you ever been to the Jim Jobang yet? You, you know what a Jim Jobang is? The, it's the Korean bathhouse, you know. I'm from America. In America, you do not go to an open public bathhouse. When I first got here and someone's like, you want to you go to the sauna? I was like, no. I've been here like five years now. And someone's like, you want to go to the sauna? I'm like, yeah. But it's the weirdest thing ever because all the Korean old men are like. I'm like, yo, I ain't looking at you. Why are you looking at me? So they would go to Emmaus because when they were dirty, they needed to go to a place where they could be clean. Emmaus also was known historically to be a place of victory. Uh, Before the New Testament was written, I'm giving you some history. I know you guys are all smart, right? Oh, my goodness. You don't you don't think so? I hope so. You guys are smart, right? That means I can speak to you as intelligent people. Right. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Emmaus was a place. Warm water. Victory. Understand? Okay. Now, I think you're with me. Emmaus, it was also known as a place of victory. Before the New Testament was written, there was this empire called the the Assyrians and they invaded into Israel. And so the Jewish, the Jews, they had this group of warriors named the Maccabees. Everyone say Maccabees. And so the Maccabees, they were these gangster, like Pastor Sonny, gangster kind of Jewish warriors. Like you did not want to mess with the Maccabees. Like you, you hear Maccabees, you're thinking like McDonald's, but Maccabees, they were awesome. You know? And so the Assyrians come in and then the Maccabees, these Jewish warriors, they pushed them back. And the place where they had the victory was at a place called Emmaus. Emmaus was not just a place where people came to get clean. It was a place where they came to experience victory. So you had these guys that were coming from Jerusalem. 
They were coming from the place of their schooling, the place where they had learned, the place where they were taught. But they were sent and they were on a road walking to a place where they were going to be cleansed and experience victory. Emmaus. Welcome to Emmaus. See, you don't see it, but you don't see it yet. I didn't see it yet. When I came to Korea, I came and I was, I was just thinking like, why do birds suddenly appear? Maybe, maybe that song's not like recent enough for you guys. As long as you love me, I'll be your silver. I don't know. I don't know the words. Somebody corrected me. Uh-uh. That's old too. Sorry, I guess I'm just old. They were going from their place of of college, but this place, this place where they were learning, this place where they were being built up, it was also a place where they had they had just seen their Savior die. So they were filled with so much rejection. I mean, have you ever, you know, you ever had a friend like that was really close to you? And you see them fall or you have something traumatic happen in your life, something traumatic happen with your family or someone that you're really close to. And then all of a sudden it, it affects everything. You know, when I grew up, I, for the first 15 years of my life, I was abused, you know, like during like every week, my stepdad, my mom's boyfriend, he would tell me, you're nothing. You're ugly. You're stupid. No one cares about you. You're not going to amount to anything, you know. My brother, who was like my brother, I guess he was my stepbrother, who was his child. Like they, they would always talk about how he was so awesome. You know, they were like, Marcus, you're the smart one. He's the good looking one. And then he and I was like, that's not a compliment. <laughs> but then they were like, actually, you're not even smart. You're stupid. You're not going to amount to anything. So my life was filled with so much rejection, so much hurt, so much pain. And then I tried to. I tried to internalize that. I internalized that and I tried to make it better by, by drugs and by sex and by uh, man's affirmation. You know, I wanted people to look at me and think great things about me. But at the root of it was all, all kinds of rejection, all kinds of feeling alone. You can imagine these guys, they see their savior die and that's what they're feeling. But they're walking to a place of cleansing and victory. So they're walking, and as they're walking, this guy walks up to them. This guy walks up to him, and he's like, you know, hey, what's up? And like, our, our leader, he just died. And he's like, wait, what happened? And their response was, what happened? Like, what do you mean, what happened? Like, have you not checked? Do you not know? Did no one tweet you? Did you not read the Instagram? You not saw the Facebook news feed. Our, our Savior just got massacred. So they sit down, and, and this guy... This guy's actually Jesus because Jesus was resurrected. He didn't he didn't just die. He rose again. And so he walks up to him and he starts talking to them. And all of a sudden they're they're thinking, man, all of the promises, everything that was supposed to be for our lives, all of the things that the destiny that I thought I had, all of it is ruined. And he's like, wait, you're foolish. You don't understand. You don't understand what really happened. So he sits down with them and he opens up the scripture and he opens up the story with them. And he goes from the first book to the last book. And he tells them about every prophecy, every word that's written in scripture about what just happened, what they just saw. And he explains it to them. 
And then at the end of that long Bible study, that was a long walk and a long Bible study. They're all like, okay, cool. Um, They arrive at Emmaus and they're like, you know, let's have some sandwiches. You know, let's, because after Emmaus, you want to, you know, once you get to Emmaus, you want to eat. That's why there was food when you walked through the door. (laughs) And then it's crazy because what happens is then he takes it. This guy, Jesus, he takes it and he breaks it open. When he breaks it open, their eyes open up and they realize what just happened. But Jesus is real cool. I don't know, like when he broke the bread, like if there was like a smoke or like, you know, he did like some magic carpet escape. I don't know what happened. But whenever he broke the bread, their eyes open. They realized that they had been with Jesus. They realized that that whole time when they were walking in that rejection, but then they arrived to the place of cleansing and victory. Jesus was with them. And then they say, oh, snap. You know, this is the Marcus International Version. <laughs> okay. They say, they say, oh, snap. That was Jesus. And they say, were not our hearts burning within us? Did we not have heartburn? <laughs> yeah. I looked at this passage before coming and I still thought about heartburn. And so I looked up heartburn, you know, heartburn that we experience. I always thought that it was actual, like your heart burns as a kid. Like I've known heartburn for a long time. Like when we were a baby, my mom, like when she would get like heartburn, she would like, you know, you ever been around someone that like belches and then blows it in your face? Like my mom would do that sometimes. Like I'm a little kid and she but. What's, what's wrong with you? Why, you? why would you do that? You know, I remember one time we were in the car and we were, we were driving up to Walmart. If you don't know what Walmart is, it's just this huge like grocery store where you can buy all kinds of different things. And it, I was sitting in the front. I was eight years old. My little brother was in the back. He's like two. And my sister's like, she's just like just born. She's, yeah. And my mom, she, my, yeah, because that's how babies are. There's just. <laughs> And my my mom pulls up and she parks and she's like, stay in the car. Okay. And then she gets out, she closes the door. And when she goes in, I'm like, (laughs) and then all of a sudden my sister in the back, she's like, my my brother starts crying. And I start crying because, because like, you know, my eyes started watering. I'm like, what's going on? You know? And then my mom gets in the car and she's like, you like that little present I left for you? mom that's disgusting what's wrong with you like i'm a little eight-year-old because you know heartburn is you know when when you some of you are like really disgusted and if you are just get over it it's, you know you don't have to be like all proper like oh he's disgusting <laughs> heartburn is when heartburn is when you you know your stomach acid which breaks down your food it gets too much you get too much of it and it actually enters into your esophagus And so that discomfort you feel is not actually your heart. It's a little deeper place, like right here. And this is where you experience heartburn. And the funny thing is there's two two main reasons why a person will experience heartburn. The first reason why you experience heartburn is from eating crap. Uh, Yes, I use the word crap. What I mean is really bad food. You know, if you eat, like, 
when I was in seminary, we walked by McDonald's every day to get to my dorm, and I ate at McDonald's all the time. Like, I walked in, in Korea. I walked into McDonald's so much that they knew who I was. Not just because I'm black. <laughs> but, like, I walked in, and they're like, Oh, 안녕하세요, makasu. Sangan spice, sanajuse. One Shanghai spice. I remember when I lived in the international house before it was, you know, the Ritz Plaza or whatever it is now, SK Global and all that stuff. Before it was like this, it's, it's, it was like this jacked up building. It was like there were no elevators or anything. We had to carry our stuff up to the fifth floor because they put the guys on the top. They're like, you guys have to walk. And so. And then, you know, I noticed that downstairs when I walked through, you got all these, like, food options. When I was here, we had one food option. It was the lamyun box. <laughs> That's all we had. You put in a chunan, and it gave you, like, the hot ramen, right? And I ate that, like, five days a week. Because, like I said, I came from a girlfriend, and, you know, I had to act like I was balling. So... I was like, hey, you know, let's let's go to Vips. Let's go to let's go to the buffets. Let's, you know, and then spending all this money on all this stuff, and then that was like one meal out of the week, and then the rest of the time I'm putting in my chunans and eating this. And after a while, I remember I woke up like two weeks like, two weeks later, and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I, I couldn't breathe, <gasps> and, and I had heartburn. You feel yourself with so much. You feel yourself with so much crap, and all of a sudden, you can't really breathe. Actually, it says that a heartburn, if you have heartburn enough, while it's not actually your heart, if you have it too many times, it can actually cause your heart to fail. It can cause you to have a heart attack. And see, there's too many of us that actually we're filling ourselves with crap. See, the first time someone opened up the scripture with me, I experienced some heartburn. I, all of a sudden, I felt really uncomfortable. You know that feeling? Because all of a sudden, I'm reading through the, the Bible, and the person's up there preaching, and they're talking about how I need to stop going out and getting drunk every weekend. I need to stop walking around and filling myself with bitterness, anger, and hate. I need to stop filling myself with lust and pornography. I need to stop filling myself with promiscuity and sleeping around. I need to stop filling myself with all this crap. I remember meeting with my disciple, Pastor Christian, Pastor Aaron's husband, when he was overseeing campus ministry. And he wouldn't have to say much. We would just talk about the Bible. And all of a sudden, I would feel really uncomfortable. All of a sudden, I felt I felt some heartburn. It felt like I had been eating kimchi chige all day. It felt like I had kimchi every single day of the week. But it wasn't food. It was deeper. It was spiritual. It was heartburn. You know what that feels like? What does your heart burn for? See, you see it up on the screen and you see it up when you're walking through, but you don't really think, no, really, what does it burn for? What? And that word heart, it didn't actually mean your heart. Just like heartburn isn't actually your heart. It actually meant something deeper. That word always meant your, it meant not just your heart, but your mind. What are you filling your mind with? It meant your soul. What are you filling your soul with? It meant yourself. It meant who you are. What are you being filled with? 
So I'm sure right now some of you are feeling a little uncomfortable. That heartburn. See, these guys, whenever Jesus opened up the scripture, they started feeling heartburn. They said, we're not our hearts burning. And I'm sure the first reason why was because they were filling themselves with so much regret, so much doubt, so much unbelief. He could, he, he's dead. There's no way he rose from the grave. There's no way he must not have been the Messiah. He must not be God. He must not be. Jesus must not be. But as he's opening up the scripture, all of a sudden, they're feeling uncomfortable. They're not making eye contact with Jesus anymore. When Jesus was telling jokes in the beginning, they were all into it. But now they're like, oh, I want to burp really bad. See, you get heartburn in that way long enough, and all of a sudden you'll have a heart attack. And then all of a sudden your real heart, your heart will die. And then you wonder why your heart's so cold. Why it is that these songs, ah, they don't mean anything. Why is it that it's really hard for me to love people? Why is it that it's really hard for me to care? It's because you've been filled with so much heartburn that your heart began to die. If you fill yourself with death, with crap, then all of a sudden, the effects on the inside become death. That's the first reason why people have heartburn. But see, something changed. See, something happened in these men. Because when their eyes opened up and they said, we're not our hearts burning within us, as he opened up the scripture, Something changed. And all of a sudden, there was this new excitement. All of a sudden, they were like, wait, this must mean that all the promises were true. And then these guys, they get up and they, they actually run back and they tell everyone, we saw Jesus. We saw Messiah. We encountered him. We encountered this guy. And now, all of a sudden, they were filled with something else. You know, actually, in, in the natural, there's two reasons why people get heartburned. The first reason is because you fill yourself with crap, with really bad food. You eat the wrong things. You, you, you drinking sodas all the time. See, I'm like, a, I'm like addicted to Coca-Cola. Like I, it's like I just IV it into my veins. It's really bad, but it causes so much damage on me on the inside. But the second reason, the second thing that causes heartburn is pregnancy. Because what happens is that inside, when a woman is pregnant, there's, there's a, you know, another person that starts growing. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's like, listen, I need some space. This is my home now. I'm going to take this and make a pillow. You know? So all of a sudden, as this baby begins to grow... There, be, there becomes more pressure on the stomach and that, and that causes those acids to come up into the esophagus and cause heartburn. See, either you can have heartburn, your heart can burn because you are filled with death or because God fills you with life. And see, what happened, what happened for these two men was that all of a sudden when Jesus opened up the scripture, they made a decision. 
They said, I'm not going to fill myself any longer with death. See, I've went from the place where I've been schooled, but I've been brought to a place of victory. I've been brought to a place where I can be clean now and I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to continue to fill myself with the same thing. This is my chance right now to finally be filled with life. And now all of a sudden when they got up, they weren't filled with death. They were pregnant with the promise of God. They were pregnant with life. They were filled with life. Their heart burned within them, not because they were all condemned and hating themselves and their heart wasn't burning within them because they had been filling themselves with crap. Their heart burned within them because they finally realized that the hope was true. They finally realized that 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 latent desire, that desire that's been in them all this time to be clean, this desire that's always been within them to experience victory, this desire that's always been within them. It can finally be burst. It can finally come true. It is true. And it's true in Jesus. What does your heart burn for? Is it death? Filling yourself? Or is it life? Is it because now there's life inside of you? See, today, today's the first day. Today's the first day. But you come to a place where other people have experienced cleansing and victory. You've come to a place where when I came, I was lost. I'd, I met the Lord. I was a Christian. I even read the Bible here and there, but every time I read, I felt very uncomfortable. It's because I was filling myself with death. But as I began to allow heart to open and as God began to open my heart as God as God began to challenge me to let go of of all those things I've been holding on to and all of a sudden he began to make me pregnant with life with promise and see when they went back home they didn't go back the same way they came when they went to Jerusalem they were different And that promise that was inside of them that their heart had burned for, they began to birth in other people. The thing about death, death, it just causes decay all around. But the thing about life, life is contagious. And a person that's filled with life, it spreads so quickly. I want us to pray. Maybe you've never prayed before. Just close your eyes.
like Pastor Aaron said, she said that, you know, that awkwardness, that feelings of discomfort, that uh, kind of feeling inside, she, she understands. I understand because we've all experienced that. But in that moment, whenever, whenever we experience that, I believe we have a choice. When we start feeling that burn, we start feeling that, that discomfort, and it's deeper than our heart. It's, it's at a deeper place. In that moment, you have a choice. And no, one's gonna, no one forces that choice upon you. No one, no one twists your arm to do it. It's just a choice. Are you going to choose to say, I'm no longer going to be filled with death. I've, I've come this far. I've come to Korea. I've, I've been here, whether it's your first semester or your second or even your sixth. I don't, I don't care, but that you're here and you're here at Emmaus. A place of where you can be cleansed, a place where you can finally experience victory. And you're going to say, you know what, I've come this far. I'm not going to continue to fill myself with death. But instead, I want to be filled with life. Because God, he's already filled you with life. There are promises and destinies and hopes inside of you that God has placed that you aren't even aware of yet. And this semester, God is going to bring it out. This semester, God's going to pull it out, but you got to be brave. You know, in the natural, when you have heartburn, it's so easy to just pop an antacid, <laughs> take an aspirin, take a pill to make the pain go away and then forget about the discomfort. But keep filling yourself with death. But that only treats the symptom. That doesn't treat the actual root. And then when that heart attack comes, instead of you're just surprised because you've been treating that symptom rather than saying, I'm not going to fill myself with death anymore. I'm going to choose to be filled with life. Lord, right now, I just want, I want you to just put your hand on your heart. I just want you to ask right now, just ask God. Maybe you've never prayed to God and just ask him, say, God, have I been filling myself with with death or with life? Have I been filling myself with death or with life? Just ask him, ask him in your heart of hearts. God, is what I've been going through, have I been filling myself with with anger, with bitterness? Have I been filling myself with lust? Have I been filling myself with selfishness? Have I been filling myself with death? And what I want you to do 
you want to make that choice that from now on that today forward, you're not going to walk in with death and feeling yourself in death, but you're going to walk in and being filled with life. I want to pray for you just real quickly. And I just want you to stand to your feet. Everyone's eyes are closed. It's just between you and God. I just want you to stand to your feet. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that you bring us here. God, that you bring us to this place. You brought us to this place called Emmaus. And God, even though it's uncomfortable, even though we feel that burn deep inside, God, today, Lord, we're making a choice. We're saying, God, that this semester, God, we're not going to fill ourselves with death. We're not going to fill ourselves, God, with death because, Lord, we don't want to just be walking around as dead people, Lord, whose hearts have died. But, God, we, we want to walk in your promises. God, we want to walk in being filled with life. We want to walk in and being filled with blessing. We want to walk, God, and being filled with joy. We want to walk, God, being filled, God, not with anger, not with bitterness, not with hate, but with love, God. Lord, more than anything else, God, we want to be filled with your love. God, as, as, as a pregnant mother, is just filled with so much love for her child. God, we want to be filled with love and with life. So, God, for every person standing right now, Lord, I just break off, God. I just break off the hold, God, that every old pattern, every old way has had over their lives, God. And, Lord, I just establish them right now, God, in a place, Lord, where they're walking in the path of life, God. And that from this day forth, God, that. Even every person in this room, Lord, that there's just great testimonies that are going to come from their lives, God. Testimonies of being cleansed. Testimonies of being healed. Testimonies, God, of victory. Because this is the place. So, yes, Lord, I just bless them. God, and I just speak that over them right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.